Um, I just want to say Golden State's played Portland plenty of times, and they have whooped that ass plenty of times. Starts, you're saying that Steph Curry is going to get 20 points every single game. I can't talk about it no more. I, you said, I know the state of mind that you're in right now. I'm not even going to do that to you. So, what's wrong with your man? Like, like, why? I'm, I'm starting to not be a fan of him. If we're being fair, I think he's a little bit of a jerk on the court, and he's a little bit of a jerk off the court. Welcome everybody to your favorite basketball podcast. Get a bucket. I'm your host Trey. Now. You might notice a few tweaks, you know, a few differences going forward. Um, unfortunately, Andre won't be able to participate anymore. Um, he has some other things to take care of. You know, life stuff happens sometimes. Um, Andre, wish you the best in all your endeavors. Um, all right, well, can we get rid of that written down statement. <laughs> nah, I'm playing out. Um, seriously, uh, wish you the best. Um, now, back to your favorite podcast. I'm going to try to do these going forward in quarters. Uh, some quarters may be a bit longer than the others, but, you know, in a game, some quarters feel longer than the others. So, that's just how the game goes sometimes. Now, Let's begin. Now, I'm no stylist by any sort of the imagination. But there were a few suits out there that had style to them. Some of them had a little swag, you know. And then there were a few that even I had to question, right? And but on this segment, on, on this quarter, I, I'm, I'm focusing more so on, on Zion's all-white ensemble, right? And that kind of reminds me of Braun in 2003. He wore pretty much the same thing. Uh, when I saw the picture and saw the draft, it only difference really was the person who was wearing it and then Zion's looked a little bit different. All it looked a different white. And his button was, his top button was, was unbuttoned. That's the only difference. So I'm like, is it a happy accident? And I'm putting quotations around that. Or... Are you trying to make a statement? Me, personally, I would try to distance myself away from Braun, brand-wise, just because he can actually rival Braun, Kobe, MJ. Like He can get there one day if his talent matches his height. Like, he can get there. So if I, that's what I'm saying. If I'm him, I'd like to stay away from that. Alright, quarter two. Let's see here. We're going to begin with uh, the winners of the NBA draft. Now, despite this being a draft where a top five player was being drafted, yet only playing five games in college. Yep, only five games. And I know we, we can bring up Kyrie Irving, but he had 11 games. And he was playing phenomenal throughout all those. And he was a, a rookie, right? Even still, even still. It's a different scenario to me, personally. But I think this draft class does have potential to be a terrific draft class. Uh, with the talent spread out throughout the draft, some players will be looked at as successes. 
some regrets, and some dodged bullets. Uh, honestly, the winners to me, you have the Pelicans, the Hawks, the Nuggets, and the Sixers. The Pelicans, of course, they got Zion. We're not going to talk about him because we've already talked about him enough. Now, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes is a center out of Texas, 6'11", okay? Averaged 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 blocks. So to me, that tells me he's going to be Clint Capella. Now, he's 220 in terms of of pounds, 220 pounds, okay? What I'm looking at is a Clint Capella, but in about 2-3 years. So that's giving them a little time, someone to build around, cool, give them some experience, but he's going to need to bulk up. Okay, so, but the Pelicans did make solid drafts for the future. Like, they if they're able to like keep their team together intact, oh, they're going to be scary in the future. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta got DeAndre Hunter out of UVA and Cam Reddish out of Duke. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, quick shout out to Blue to Blue Devil Nation. All right, Duke fan here. Uh. Now, Atlanta can do some scary things if both of these guys pan out, too. Keep the whole buck with you. Um, DeAndre Hunter can, can can guard some twos, some threes, some fours. And since small ball is nice and popular nowadays, some fives. I personally liked them out of UVA. But, eh, I don't know. It, it was just something about him. Like, like, to me, he was just like, he wasn't just a guy, but at the same time, he was just a guy. If that makes sense. Probably doesn't, but it is what it is. Uh, he's 6'8", listed as a power forward. I would like to try and transition him to the three-some. They already have, Atlanta already has John Collins there. So if he's able to play against some three, then that might help out. He was able to shoot, I think, in the 41-43 clip or percentage-wise for a three. But I don't think the volume was that high either. So if he's able to shoot at least in the 30-40 realm, in the mid-30s, hopefully low-40s, then that would be great. But if not, um, then that could just be a backup for John Collins. And Cam Reddish has all the tools to be a 2 or a 3. He's 6'8". He's very skilled, quality, like, good defender. He just didn't have consistency. That was it. that was his issue this year. Uh, and I think once he adds, like, one thing once he, I think once he adds strength, He's going to be a tremendous problem. Tremendous problem. The Nuggets. The Nuggets can be nice. The Nuggets might be a little nice. And the reason why I say that is because they're technically getting two rookies. Okay? And Michael Porter Jr., who was drafted last year but did not play this year because he had back injuries. Um, And then you have Bol Bol, who may or may not play. I don't know how that's going to go. But both of those player, both of those players, were easily top ten, top five projected talents. And what set them back were injuries. So to me, what I'm looking at is the Nuggets have assets that could pan out to take their team to the next level. And the most important thing is they don't have to rush them back. So when they come back, they can be completely healthy. That's like that was great. Um, Again, for those who don't know, Bowl Bowl's a 7-3 center out of uh, Baylor. And Manute Bowl's son. Um, Manute Bowl played a little ball back in the day. 
Bol Bol, like I said, 7'3", and can shoot threes, can put the ball on the floor a little bit. Um, he's a stud. He's a stud. Like, they, the Nuggets are following the tactic that I like personally, which is the stash and, stash and, stash and play later on. Because especially when you have a talented team, you can afford that. Even if you don't, you can still try and get that because that talent is still going to be there outside of that just one year miss. You know? I don't know. I like the Nuggets. Alright. Quarter three. Biggest losers of the NBA. Personally, I'm going Celtics. Celtics are one of those teams. Uh, They went from the next Golden State to damn near rebuilding. Uh, no Kyrie, nor Horford. Yeah, it's looking kind of grim. Because now you have, okay, Gordon Hayward kind of came on late. But now you have Gordon, Gordon Hayward, who's still kind of injured. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, while good, it's not a championship team. Not at all. Um, you have a lot of hosts to fill. And Terry Rozier probably feels a little salty at how, they, at how he was treated. And Kyrie already stated he probably doesn't want to come back. He could, but a lot would have to 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 happen in order to get that train like rolling. Uh, the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks. Um, and here's the thing: we knew the Knicks were the biggest lo- were one of the biggest losers in this draft. We knew, we knew that coming into it, they didn't get the number one pick. Um, don't get me wrong. RJ's good, another Duke player, Blue Devil Nation. But um, the hypeness, the hypeness of Zion isn't really what RJ is bringing. Um, RJ is bringing a little bit, a lot bit less. And, um, you know, you also, it's also a little shaky as to if KD's coming your way. Uh, New York was supposed to get KD, AD, and Kyrie. And now the only person who looks potential is KD, who just tore his Achilles. Kyrie is eyeing Brooklyn, not the Knicks. And AD already signed with the Lakers. So, yeah, they're they're one of the uh, the losers as well. I got to admit, keep it a buck with you. That was a quick little quarter. Uh, quarter four, quarter four, we have free agent moves. Now, Utah just scooped up Mike Conley from the Grizzlies. Now, I like this trade for the, well, I like it for the Grizzlies, too. They got a couple of good assets. Uh, Grayson Allen, I think he's a quality player. Should be a solid little role player for the, uh, for the Grizzlies. He's capable three-point shooter. He can put the ball on the floor. But... This one is really good for the Jazz. Now, if I were the Jazz, I would have tried to get a wing player who can get his own, who can create his own shot. But Mike Conley, he's at the age where he he doesn't mind taking a back seat, but he can also help out and carry the Jazz for when they have like scoring spells, right? Like scoring issues. Now. My issue is that they're miniature guards, okay, at their positions. Uh, Conley's 6'1", 
and Donovan Mitchell is 6'3", and they both play the point guard and shooting guard positions. Now, in 2014, there was a report that point guards are 6'2", shooting guards are 6'4", but now point guards are 6'3", and shooting guards are 6'5". So Donovan Mitchell would make a average point guard. But he's their two guard. Like miniature guards for me does not do not work. And how do I know that? You can ask Portland. Um, Portland got dogged when they played against the Pelicans. Not this past year, but the year before. And they got swept because Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo were bigger guards and disrupted Dame and CJ. So I don't believe in miniature guards winning your championship team. So. Um, Chris Middleton not picking up his $13 million option. I get it. I get it. He's just made the All-Star last year as well. Mind you, he's 27, but he looks 35. And personally, he I'm not even joking. He's got the body shape of, like, an uncle at the yearly family reunion. He, it just, he, he don't look like a hooper, but he does. He does get a bucket. Now... Um, like I said, he just had a breakout a few years, and he's looking to get paid. Now, his $13 million option in today's NBA, it is kind of damn near insulting for this man personally, for his stats so far, because the number one pick from last year is making $8.7 mil. Okay, now, again, that's number one pick. I get you. But he ain't really – DeAndre Ayton really did, has not done anything to warrant anything – in the 13 mil range, right? This man is already making more than half of that. So, it's kind of a slap in the face of an all-star. So, uh, it's very interesting to see what's going to brew up with the Bucks. Are they going to lose their second option or are they going to uh, keep him? It depends on how much money he's asking for. Uh, I like Chris Middleton, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't break the bank for him. So, that's me personally. You know, quality player, quality player, but I wouldn't break bank for him. Um, CP3 and Harden and their little dispute. Personally, I think there was a little dispute. I think there was a little back and forth. Um, I don't think it was to the degree that people were saying you had to get, like, people separate. I think someone might have stepped in the way, but it wasn't that type of it wasn't that type of deal. You know how guys are on the court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one on the court is more. Eight times out of ten, guys are not really going to swing on the court like that. Like, you're going to talk. You're going to scuff it up. You're going to get chest to chest. People going to, like, get in between, push you off. I think it was maybe a little less degree of that. All right. Now, with the Rockets, I think it's, it's very simple. Like, their main, like, their main issue is that they deviated from what got them there the year prior. Allowing Chris Paul to do what he does and James Harden to do what he does. Emphasis on the and. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I get scaling Chris Paul back, but you got to let him get back to what he was doing. Like, taking more twos and three, or more threes and twos, that's terrible. That is piss poor. Also, Capella, my man. Can you do something else besides screen and roll or catch a lob? Like, do something else, kid, because you're an easy liability now. Notice you don't even play in the fourth quarter. 
but you're talked about as a big three, the hell out of here. Uh, no, not at all. Like, if you don't develop an offensive game, easy asset to trade. And, yeah, easy asset to trade. Um, but, yeah, and I know their philosophy is threes count more than twos, but it's a lot more option to make twos and a lot more and a lot easier options to make twos as well. So, you may want to throw a little more in there. Uh, the Rockets can win it, though, but they may want to start adding a little more twos in their, in their game plan. So, all right, well, that looks like the end of the game there. Um, let me know your thoughts and, you know, subscribe, follow Get a Bucket on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And, uh, you know, comment on the page. Let me know what you think about some of the topics that I talked about. All right. See you guys.